Matt Wright and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike A.B. Gazunt Lincoln, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddy waters of freedom. Wait, what? A.B. Gazunt? It's per- so okay. In Yiddish, it's it's uh, Abby or yeah, it's like Abby Gazunt or Gazunt Gazunt. I don't know how to say it. I just know how what the words are. I know how they are spelled, uh, and it means uh, live a long and help happy and healthy life. Hey folks, thanks so much for jo- that. Was a rare. I didn't get that one. Uh, but who, but what was the pun supposed to be? Abe Lincoln. Abby Gazunt Lincoln. Wow. Yeah, that was a stretch. No, that's almost as bad as his presidency. Hey, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, the best show to come on late on Tuesdays, sometime shortly after 8. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out everywhere on all social media platforms, on all podcasting platforms, and, of course, on Muddy Waters Media Dot com And now, thanks to Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, and his lovely wife, Kelsey, we can now truly say that all of the episodes are on there, because they are now. Thank God. Be are, sure to like and subscribe everything... and comment and everything else and share it and hit the bell if you're on YouTube so your phone can explode with notifications, Matt. Yes. And also, just so everybody knows, we have this fantastic new shirt in the store. Man, I was so close to getting that right on my first guest. Now, when you say the Look store, do you mean the Muddy Waters Media store where people can go to muddywatersmedia.com slash store and get some of the sweetest new Muddy Waters merchandise by just going to muddywatersmedia.com slash store, Matt? I do mean that store, as a matter of fact. Well, what serendipity? Are you drinking uh, anything? Oh yeah! First and foremost, allow me to thank the um, me for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode, and allow me to thank me for buying this uh, Nestle Pure. Actually, I think my wife bought this for buying this Nestle Pure Life Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Well, that bottle's done, but don't worry, folks, because I have literally another one, Bulavanaka. So, of course, the. Um, where we we have sponsors don't we here we go uh this episode of course is brought to you by the libertarian party waffle house caucus the fastest growing waffle related well no why am i saying that the largest second largest caucus in the party and the largest waffle related caucus for anything ever uh and if you'd like to become an official vote if you'd like to become a member of the waffle house caucus uh which means nothing uh go to uh the libertarian party waffle house caucus facebook group called libertarian party waffle house caucus if you'd like to become an official voting member which also means nothing uh go to the muddy waters media store by going to muddywatersmedia.com slash store and getting some of the sweetest muddy water stuff out there including a waffle house caucus shirt or a waffle house caucus button the gravy king cumberland cannabis if you'd like to buy delta 8 and cbd products that are made viably ethically and effectively from cumberland cannabis tennessee go to cumberlandcannabisco.com and get that 
Joe Soloski is running for Pennsylvania governor. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania's success. In fact, actually, he corrected me when I was hanging out with him this weekend in Pennsylvania. He said, no, Spike, I'm Joe Soloski, but I'm not the key to Pennsylvania's success. Freedom and liberty are the key to Pennsylvania's success. So anyway, if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever, go to joesoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Jack Casey has written three books. There they are. There, there's some, all of them right there. What are they about? I don't know, but they're colorful. The, this is a, the, the, in the middle is a, a, a butterfly knife that hates you. Uh, in the over to the right there is new book crowned by gold uh is so so i have a theory on what that is i mean it looks like well it looks bulbous it does it looks very bulbous it looks very bulbous and it looks like my parents watch this show now so i can't really i mean it looks like something that Let's just say I mean, really all three a, of these rings could look like they could really do right. a number on you. Yeah, true. True. Mm. So we don't know what they are because we're never going to read these books, but you should. Uh, and you should give Jack Casey money by going to the royalgreen.com. And if they are good, don't let us know because then we'll feel bad about making fun of it. And if they are bad, don't let us know because then we'll feel bad about getting people to buy them. So either way, just buy them and just keep it to yourself. Just, just, don't tell us. We'd like to retain the mystery. Adderpan is the most horrifying thing ever. No mystery there. Uh, if you go to Steam uh, for the low, low price of $5 plus the ongoing cost of mental health care that you and your closest loved ones will need after playing this game, possibly just once or twice, uh, I will not play it uh, because I watched a gameplay video and dear Lord. Uh, yeah, no, it's... It looks... It looks what? It looks... It looks terrifying. It, it looks is. incredibly terrifying. This picture is the least terrifying thing. Like this is like, oh yeah, that looks like that would be kind of edgy and scary. That that's the not the least horrifying that whatever Dolly or whatever that demon's name is. I I if you're into this kind of stuff, this is definitely that. Let me put it that way. If you are into being scared of your computer then this is right up your alley uh for only five dollars on steam go get it it's called adderpan yeah, i'll tell you something that's not scary actually it is scary it's scary how much money you'll save on high-end bags and accessories when you go to fierce luxury by ashley a high-end bag and accessory online consignment store they have the finest newest brands the most prestigious brands of handbags and accessories like louis vuitton and coach and chanel and Hermes. 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 And if you go to fierceluxurybyashley.com, you can buy handbags and accessories, or you can consign your own with Ashley. She only charges 30%, which is 20% less than everyone else. It's actually like over 40%. That's like 20 percentage points less. So it's almost half. It's almost half. It's just over half. You're saving almost half. Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com or the exclusive Facebook group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. And speaking of Fierce Luxury, 
Thomas Queter is running for state Senate. He says, I run better than Albany, which is funny because he's in a wheelchair. Huh? <laughs> so I, I hung out with Thomas this weekend. We recreated the pic that's in the meme. I'll have to find it. But basically, anyway, I'll try to find it. But it uh, he's a uh, he's a really good guy. I can't think of anyone I would rather have be my state senator if I lived, well, anywhere here or anywhere else. Uh, and if you want to help Thomas become the first libertarian state senator in New York, go to tomfor52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Matt? So uh, speaking of being terrified, um, I, I forced... God, I wish I man, I could show this video, but she would get so mad at me. I forced Sarah, super fan Sarah Anderig, to watch this horror movie uh, out on HBO right now called Malignant. And um, like, I love a good horror movie. This isn't one, uh, but nothing like nothing scares me. Nothing scares me. Uh, just there's not a horror movie out there that i've ever come out of there been like oh i'm i've got the i got the chills or whatever so we're watching malignant and i will say that uh as far as whoever wrote this story james i know james Wan came up with the story i don't know if he wrote the script or not but uh there was no way anybody knew how that movie was going to end you may have come close on some stuff but you did not know all of it and it was it, it was it, like it's 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 a very fun horror movie, but I but Sarah, we're watching it. We're in bed. She is hugging the pillow like she is trying to like get ready to body slam this thing. She's just gonna go over the top with it, and she yep. has it. And you can I have video of her, and you only see her eyes because she has the pillow wrapped that tightly, and she is just going like not breathing, not moving and not blinking. It's kind of creepy on its own. And then she was doing that childlike thing where she just kept covering her face with the pillow and then like letting one eye peek out. And uh, so if anybody hasn't seen Malignant, I think you should probably check it out. <laughs> yeah. Let's not anger the farm Jew. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't need that heat in my life. So, um, so Malignant. Okay. Yeah. So is so Malignant's like the movie version of um of Adderpan. No, God, Adderpan would probably scare me. Okay. Malignant is the movie version of the last few years of Norm Macdonald's life. Wow. So like kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. Well, you know what's not funny? Well, I guess it, I guess it's funny. Hey, you know what's next? Well, sure you do, because you're my co-host. But the rest of you, you probably know what's next, too. And that's the, yeah, and you have the show notes. But the the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire, brought to you by Mudwater Coffee Alternative. If you woke up today and said, Spike, I don't know why you would say my name when you first woke up, but whatever. Spike, I want coffee, but not coffee coffee. I want something that's like coffee, except doesn't taste as good as coffee, but also is better for me and i want it to be made out of bear with me masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon and literally nothing else well folks what great serendipitous news i have for you in this fine evening 
because if you go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, you can get that in a tin. You can put your hand around it, like in this photo, and then like you can have photo. it. Yeah, just like the photo. You can recreate this photo by getting sleeve tattoos that's and then actually, holding this. Well, no, because I don't have tattoos, but it's, it's, it's close. Tattoos aren't real. They're drawn on. Oh, well, then, yes, that's me. That's me. And if you if you have this stuff, uh, it gives you just one-seventh of the caffeine of coffee, just enough to get you all all worked up and happy for life like me. But not so much that it, you end up having that crash at the end of the day like this. Because that's what a crash looks like. <laughs> so get it today, muddywatersmedia.com slash mud. You too can look like this. So Matt, big news today. For the first time in history, you know who the hell Mickey, Nicki Minaj is and why anyone's talking about her. That's true. For the very first time ever, I know I actually know who Nicki Minaj is and understand yep. why somebody would be talking about her. Um, so after tweeting that her cousin's friend um, was now impotent after taking the vaccine and is suffering from bloated testicles. Yeah. I haven't taken the vaccine and I have that problem. Uh, the liberal media fired at her. Don't worry. It's natural. Uh, fired at her in her backwards way, trying to get her to change her statement. She's even been invited to the White House in order for them to try to convince her to walk back some of the things that she was saying. Um, <laughs> but because she said she was going to wear all pink. Like, I know more about Nicki Minaj now than I ever have in my life. She's like, I'm going to wear all pink, like in Legally Blonde, so they know I'm serious. And I thought that was the funniest tweet I had ever read in my life. That's like how that would be a tweet from her. So the White House wanted her to come to the White House so that they could convince her that her cousin's friend's testicles didn't swell from the vaccine. From the vaccine. From the vaccine. Right. And That's he's not the impotent. We live in now. Well, welcome to 2021 America. So she ended up tweet, uh, retweeting a video of Tucker Carlson, who was talking about a lot of the things that like Saki, Jen Psaki and uh, the, uh, the view and some other places were saying things that they were saying about her and right. she was immediately attacked um and she was accused of supporting a white supremacist and people were talking about canceling her in the 2021 cancel culture sort of way and mm -hmm. that led Nicki Minaj to tweet this right, right. i can't I speak oh, okay you probably read it. It would make much more sense coming from you. Okay. I'm going to use my best Nicki Minaj voice. <clears throat> right. I can't speak to, agree with, even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore. If you're black and a Democrat tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply have to. If another party tells you to look out for that bus, stand there and get hit with marbles in your, in your ass. Right. With marbles in your ass. <laughs> um... So because of all of this, yes. because of all of this happening, uh, 
two members of the media were attempting to reach out to Nicki Minaj's cousin and yep. the friend and threatened to dox him and his girlfriend. And this was actually shown in Nicki Minaj's story. So Nicki Minaj, being Nicki Minaj, dropped their numbers, their their actual real phone numbers in the story and gave everyone a reason to make them change their numbers. And now the reporters are accusing her of threatening their lives. <laughs> wow. This is an incredible story. So this is like multiple different fun things happening here. One yeah, of them being that Nicki Minaj means... has red-pilled like 100 million people. Which started with her saying that her cousin's friend's testicles swole after taking the... Va- like, literally, if everyone had just gone... Hmm... And moved about like that would have she would have gotten her her uh what are they what do they call them the the um oh, what are Nicki Minaj's fans call her themselves anyway that that's not the beehive it's um whatever they would have like been like oh yeah she oh that's funny or a few people would have been like oh yeah I'm I'm not getting the vaccine out but like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have done all this and instead they went and said no pop music artist Nicki Minaj you can't tell people about the possibility you can't tell people that there's a possibility that there could be a weird adverse event that happens from vaccines which is true there can be weird adverse events that happen from vaccines and and we're going to try to destroy you and now it's blown up in their faces and oh it's amazing and it's Nicki like Nicki isn't gonna like from what I understand about Nicki Minaj (laughs) Because again, I had heard the name, but I did not know who she was. And I was very proud of that. And now I'm proud that I know her for this. Um, from what I understand, she's not somebody who's just going to back down. Like if you're, if you are going to go out there and try to, uh, to, to cancel her or to attack her, she's just gonna, you know, post your phone number online and <laughs> she doesn't uh, apparently, like, I guess she doesn't care. And Dr. No, Fauci going care. out there and saying she has 22 million followers and I really think she needs to rethink what she's saying or whatever he said. Like, no, she can, uh, like, I hope she posts Fauci's phone number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm good with that. I now want that to happen too. It's, it's, I just think it's beautiful. Listen, you know, the, the corporate media has created these like pop deities right like because they're talented they can see she's actually talented like there's some people that are in her position they're not really that talented she's actually talented she's like a good singer and a a good rapper and like does some production stuff it's like she's actually talented she's obviously talented in getting people's attention as well but she's become this like deity with you know millions of people that are waiting for her next tweet so they can take it as gospel truth because of the corporate media or in large part due to the corporate media that's why why she has fans that's why she's so why what she says matters so much in the first place okay well live by what you created i think 22 million followers 
Yeah, 22. Let me look it up. I, I was just 20, on her. 20, 22.8. If she posts anything. Yeah, 22.8 million followers just on Twitter, and I'm sure many more on, on Instagram and, and YouTube and everything else. Um, it's just, you know, they created this. They helped to create this. Okay, great. So now when she says something that was probably either a joke or, you know, poorly informed one way or the other, now it's going to blow up in everyone's faces. And now she gets to intelligently go, hey, look, you should check these things out for yourself. And, you know, if anyone's telling if, – if if the fact that me saying go check things out for yourself before deciding to get it done – and she even said she's going to get – she's probably going to end up getting the vaccine because she needs to tour. And you're not really able to effectively tour the world without getting vaccinated, at least right now. So right. she's not even anti-vax. She's just saying people should do their own research. And the fact that she said that – has people losing their minds. And I've had fun trolling people on Facebook, particularly CNN, for making these videos that are attacking people for saying to do their research. Don't ever do research. Like, it's it's insane what's happening right now. It's insane what's happening right now. It's insane. Um, somebody who should have done a little bit more research was AOC. Yes. Because... As we all know, at the Met Gala, we didn't talk about this last week, but or no. did we talk? I don't. Know. Um, I at the we, Met Gala last week, we may have talked about it. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, at the Met Gala last week, uh, AOC wore the now infamous, now infamous "Tax the Rich" dress. As it turns out, the designer of that dress, whose husband is the one that gave. AOC the $35,000 ticket and they are wondering if that is a gift or if it's a bribe um, has reportedly over 103,000 in taxes and fines that she still owes good good yeah I'm not mad at her for not paying taxes at all like not even a little bit Uh, I'm mad at her for wanting others to do what she isn't doing. Yeah, like she is, for lack of a better word, the rich. You, you, if you owe $103,000 in taxes and fines, you're among the rich. You're not a multi-billionaire or something like that, but you're doing better than most. So pay up you're, then if that's the case. But You're in the top 1% of the world. Oh, gosh. Sure. You're in the to- well, I mean, you're honestly probably in the top 1% of the of of the country honestly or 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 definitely top five percent you know the weird thing is most people when they think one percent they think billionaires one percent of this country is not billionaires one percent of people that still includes some people that aren't even millionaires um or at least aren't making a million dollars a year in income the the fact is like when people are talking about the one percent they're actually talking about the point zero zero one percent they're talking about a very small you know few hundred few thousand multi-billionaires multi-millionaires um yeah and she's not that but she's definitely the rich um and uh i say either you know become a, a champion for not paying your taxes or pay your taxes i'm fine with the first would be better. The first would be much better. Tax no but one. If you, if, 
But if you're going to go out there and say, you know, we need to tax the rich and you owe 104, 103, 104,000, whatever it is, um, in taxes and fines, like you probably shouldn't be making a dress that says tax the rich. No, you shouldn't. And the thing is, you know, an interesting thing a lot of people noted is tax the rich. People are saying tax the rich instead of help those who need help. You know, they're saying raise the minimum wage instead of get rid of inflation so people's wages so they can afford to live on their wages. They're they're saying these feel-good slogans instead of what the actual thing is that would help people. But here's someone who's not doing that. Uh, Tom Arnold, uh, who is a, an absolutely generous and wonderful human being, um, just one of the most incredible people in the Liberty Movement, Liberty Clause himself, uh, he has uh, created a, a scholarship in honor of his father, Matt. So hang on, I'm, I'm going to copy the link. So that way, when we talk about it, I can post it. Um, and this, um, this scholarship is to raise money in order to send people to trade schools. And as we all know, like we, I went to college, um, I went to college and I struggled to find a job and right. uh, work for that middle-class income. Spike didn't go to college and he retired at 32 or something. Um, and then he became the VP nominee in 2020. Uh, so really the college education hey, is kids. not what <laughs> don't go to college. Look what you don't can go become. to college. Take it from old Spike Cohen college. It's a sucker's game. It's a sucker's game. Um, but we know, like, you can make an excellent living learning a trade and going into that sort of uh, field, whether it's, you know, an electrician or welder or plumber or, you know, AC, whatever. You can make a great, great living. Oh, yeah. uh, so Tom has been, he created this uh, memorial scholarship in the name of his dad uh, for Smith. I believe it's just for Smith County. I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be going out. But Tom is a man who walks the walk when it comes to living in a governmentless society and shows it every day with his voluntary actions. Um, and he's got one of the most generous hearts that I have ever, ever seen on any human being. Uh, literally, he is Santa Claus. Um, so if you want to be like Tom and you want to donate to the fund, uh, you can do so at the link that is in the description of this video. Uh, and we also included it in the live comments if you are watching this live. Uh, but it is in the description of the video. I'm going up to check if I actually did that, which I didn't. So I'm going to have to do that later. Um, but it is in the live version of this show. Uh, but yeah, Tom, Tom is, in my opinion what all libertarians should strive to be yep, yep. because he goes out and he makes a difference every single day uh, doing what he thinks is right and helping those without force, without force. If they don't want the help, he won't do it. He just gives it where it is needed and where it is wanted. Tom, Tom is a person that everybody should strive to be like in this world. Yeah. I, I agree. He he walks the walk. 
and uh, you'll notice in this photo it's it's men and women people of different there are six recipients there all different ages Tom has a heart for people he's told me the reason he's a libertarian is because of his love for people it is not because of just he wants to be free he wants others to be free but the reason he wants to be free and he wants others to be free is because he knows that they do best when they're free uh, and that they he wants people to do well and he cares for people and Tom Arnold we love you and uh, we are uh, very very proud of what you're doing and very honored that you're doing it um, um, we have a comment in the uh, comment section from Deanna Deanna Cruz I'm gonna guess I if I butchered your name I apologize um, she said hell yes to trades who in South Florida has a kid who wants to learn to do drywall? My husband could use a helper uh, to train. Oh, okay. And good, good, good. We are doing the next segment, which is the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters, and you can leave messages for us. You can also go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters subscribe of Muddy Waters Media. When you become a member of the Muddy Waters Media Muddy Club, Muddy, Muddy, Mud Club, you can also, we're going to work on that name, when you join that, uh, you get uh, you get to uh, have uh, access to exclusive content uh, just for uh, subscribers. You'll get, um, uh, we'll try to do at least two or three times a, a month of having exclusive content just for the subscribers. Um, you also get to view all of our podcasts uh, ad-free on Muddy Water, on Anchor.fm. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, once a month, you will get to do the Muddy Zoom, where uh, we do a Zoom call with all the Muddy Waters people and you and all the all the subscribers. And uh, when we do that, we will go live for everyone else to see so you can rub it in your friends' faces and be like, hey, look at me. I'm a subscriber to Muddy Waters Media, so I get to talk with Matt and Spike and, and uh, Jason Lyon and uh, who knows, who are the other, some of the, uh, Noel and Nullick and maybe some of the other people who tune in. Uh, we get to hang out together and you don't because you're not a subscriber slash subscribe. Apparently that is like deafening to everybody on the other end. Oh no no no! Okay, wait 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 wait! I can change that. Crap! Wait wait wait! I can change that so that it's not doing that. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus, put your sandals on and get down here! It's an emergency, my ears. Okay, all right. It's not gonna do it anymore. Hold on, let me check something else. Okay, all right. But then if I do it here, then it's okay. Yeah, now it's not making any noise. See? <laughs> so anyway, to, to personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call a moment brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds. If you want to sue us for hurting your ears, you better not do it in Florida because we're going to use personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, and we're going to sue you back. Huh? How about that? But if you want to sue for something else and you're in Florida, contact personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, by going to chrisreynoldslaw.com, and he will get you so much money, so much, so much. He'll get you so many things. Wait, people are saying, is it still, it's, no, it's not making noise now. No, it's not making noise now. 
Is it doing it now? <laughs> I, I can't tell. We Let us know. So, tell us in the comments if it did at that time. It shouldn't do it. It's It's been muted. <laughs> it should be muted. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Okay, all right, good. No, it wasn't malicious. Give me a break. <laughs> Chris Reynolds is not going to help you because he's our attorney. We will sue you back. You can't sue us for this. Anyway, whatever. Um, so anyway, here's our first. Here's our first message from the people. Uh, here's our first one from Alex Boyer, who uh, rest in peace because he just said he's dead. Um, so I don't know. Rest in peace. Big ups to Alex. Hello, hello. Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor. Call in moment. Let's talk a bit about everyone's favorite state in the country, New Hampshire. I've heard talk about how in 2022 there may be a referendum to secede from the United States on their election ballots. Let's live in fantasy land for a minute and assume that it makes a ballot and the people vote for it. I think this goes one of two ways. Civil war, or the more likely scenario, um, the United States tariffs the absolute shit out of them, and New Hampshire begs to come back to the country because landlocked New Hampshire is not built to have a self-sustaining economy. What do you guys think? Well, thank you for that. First of all, I don't see that passing. I feel bad because I'm answering the question of a dead man. It's sad. But it's still a good question. Um, not even, it's his last request, and you're not even going to give it to him um, the way that he would like it. You're just going to yank that rug out from underneath him. Well, I don't think it's going to pass. But, okay, let's say it passed. Let's say that it passed. And the people of New Hampshire overwhelmingly and their legislature overwhelmingly wants to leave uh, the U.S. Union. Um, Texas versus, oh gosh, what was it? Hold on. Uh, there's a decision that was decided back in Texas versus white um, that holds that states cannot secede from the union by an act of the state. Um the most recent uh, thing that was stated by a Supreme Court justice was when uh, Antonin Scalia said, if there was any constitutional issue resolved by the Civil War, it is that there is no right to secede. So I don't see that happening at the state level. I think that would require the federal government changing their position. As libertarians, we believe that everyone should be able to secede. States should be able to secede from the feds. Uh, counties should be able to secede from the state. Cities should be able to secede from the county, state, fed, whatever. Uh, and individuals should be able to secede from government if they want to. Everyone should be able to opt in or out into whatever association they wish to have. And if they could do that, uh, then everyone in power would be a lot of, hell of a lot more accountable because they'd actually have to prove value. Um, so with all that said, I don't – so going back to the question, it, would they do tariffs or would they um, – would they do a war? I don't think they're going to do a war. I think they just in court, you know, they just say you can't do that. And unless they'd say you can't do that and they'd sort of kind of force New Hampshire to do something aggressive right. to, to then justify them. Do I think they would just say, no, you can't do that. You're still in the union. Yeah. And 
So I think if New Hampshire were to attempt to do it, I mean, they're kind of attempting it, but if it were to make it to the point where it, they were putting forward a real attempt to secede, and again, we support it. Um, yeah, the federal government would try to stop it with everything they had. Now, the question is, would they have the backing of Texas, Florida, South Carolina, you know, wherever right. else, uh, the states where you kind of hear about people seceding, you know, talking about secession often, would they have the backing of those states and would those states follow suit? Because the only way that it would ever lead toward a civil war type scenario is right. if other states had their backs. Um, would other states do it? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I, Florida, yeah. Like down here in Florida, it gets talked about a lot by a lot of people. Um, and uh, oddly, DeSantis has not returned any of the tweets where I have asked him uh, if he thought today was a good day to secede because I did. He, he he doesn't respond to those. He doesn't respond. He didn't want to ask the real. He didn't want to answer the real question. Incidentally, and, and here's I'm, my here's like we I'm, all know he wants to be president of the United States. If he secedes, he would be president of the Florida, United State of Florida, the United State, the United Florida State Empire <laughs> of Florida. Incidentally, right. there's a not zero percent chance that I'm going to be moving to the Keys. More on that later. Um, that's very breaking. Um, what's that? The keys. The Florida keys. Yeah, I under. Yeah, I know what the key. Why the keys? It's beautiful down there. You have. You have, Saint Pete, Clearwater, here with open arms. Okay, okay, okay. Open arms. If you get there's open arms and then there's free house. Okay, so what's there's there's different levels of open arms. Okay. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Very, very, very early speculation, but we will see. Um, but at any rate, at any rate, hey Celeste, I never hear from Celeste anymore. Hey Celeste, I will I will give Tasha your love. Um, so there's a little bit of a uh, so going back to the New Hampshire thing. Um, I think that uh, if the political will was there, he's nonsense. Um, What's that? Since you derailed us with this Florida Keys nonsense, it's not nonsense if it happens, Matt. So if the the if if they were to do this presidency, and he has proved us wrong, um, I, I think I think we can. We, it, the possibility of this happening is not nil if it could happen i think what it would t i think this the, the feds would would fight tooth and nail but i think it would be more along the lines of like all right yeah you can secede if you secede we're our, if you even threaten to secede we're going to cut off this we're going to cut off that we're going to cut off this we're going to cut off that and if new hampshire was willing to peacefully dig in their heels and and say okay fine we'll make it work i mean there's no it could happen and i mean the federal government would lose lake winnipesaukee now Going back to, um, going back to the scandal in the comments as to whether or not New Hampshire is landlocked, this is apparently something that is. I'm not. It's not. Um, it's not landlocked. It's not. There's not even. It's got. 
So as someone who has many times been to Hampton Beach and Seabrook Dunes and like that whole, like the area just south of Kittery, Maine and Rye Beach and like the first beach I ever went to growing up was Rye Beach. Um, I can confidently tell you that it's literally not landlocked. Um, there's Newcastle, like it's, it's a whole, it has a beautiful coastline. Compared to, compared to Virginia, it's not landlocked. <laughs> I would say that John, John compared to uh, Virginia, Barth it's land. What does that even mean? Yeah, compared like I would say that it's roughly the same percentage of. I, you know what? I, I actually, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's probably the same percentage. It's probably. Well, I don't know because you got to count like all the divots and stuff. Yeah, it's I don't know, but then New Hampshire has some of that too. Right. I mean, I'm not sure how you can compare a non-landlocked state to another landlocked state and conclude that it's landlocked, but, you know, godspeed to you. I feel like I feel like we've sufficiently answered this question and the follow-up question as to whether or not New Hampshire's landlocked. Here's, here's one from the Cajun Libertarian, who I got to hang out with this weekend in, uh, in Pennsylvania. Here we go. What's up, y'all? Cajun Libertarian here. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday evening. Love you both. Had a fantastic time in Pennsylvania. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Liz Terwilliger, for putting on a, a super yes. great event. Just a yep. phenomenal time with Spike and Tash and the whole crew that was up there. Huge shout out. Big love to the PA crew. Y'all are incredible. Matt, I wish you and Sarah and the kids would have been there. Would have been that much better. That being said, TSA stole my stuff twice. But you can buy the same stuff in the airport. So why steal my stuff in the name of fighting terrorism if you're going to allow me to buy it in the airport and bring it on the plane that way? Why not just say what it is? I don't want you to bring that stuff because I'd like to make the money off of it. And if it isn't that, then what is it? Can somebody please explain that to me? TSA. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's not gay if it's TSA. Love you both. Talk to you soon. Yeah. So Cajun, this is Cajun's second time flying in his life. And they stole his shampoo and his body wash and some, and I think just like his toiletries because he brought like regular size stuff. And so they took it and they're like, yeah, you can't have this because it could be a bomb. And then they put it in the trash can next to them with all the other bombs. And he just didn't. Just, yeah, he didn't know. He didn't. Well, so, you know, like, so he's telling me this and I'm like, yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. And he's like, I'm really upset about it. And I'm like, no, I get it. Cause you don't fly a lot. Like, so it's, it's, it truly is like one of those frog in the boiling water things. Like, um, it's like the longer you're, exp actually, I guess it's the reverse of that. Like it's the dipping your toes in the boiling water thing or something. Like I fly a lot and other people who fly a lot, they're like, yeah, it's stupid. It is what it is. And someone who's exposed to it for the first time is like, this is the dumbest damn thing on earth. So that, and it I guess, apparently happened on the way back too. I'm not sure what they stole on the way back. Is Cajun in the comments? What, what, what did they steal on the way back? Cause we told you like, yeah, you definitely got to like. Yeah, right by while, the other bombs. While we're waiting on that, I just want everybody to know 
that uh, New Hampshire is 4.2% not landlocked. And for the people in Virginia who are like, oh, well, compared to Virginia, blah, 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 Virginia is only 7.7% not landlocked. Uh, and J. Adam Wegg's talking about Missouri in there. Uh, Missouri is 1.4% not landlocked. Uh, so coming from Florida. Oh, but the, yeah, but and, and they're not landlocked is with like lakes and the freaking uh, and the, the um, is that even that's that's the Mississippi, right? Yeah, the Mississippi River. So. So coming I from mean, Florida in our 18.5 percent, how about we just accept we just accept we are we are more not landlocked than Alaska. Um, I need to know what 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 so percent just, not is this a website? Yeah. Landlocked country. No. Where did you find this? USGS.gov. USGS.gov. What did you? Hawaii is 41.2% not landlocked. Well, yeah, because it's an island. Because um, it's an island. I put in percent landlocked. This is not helping. Uh, I said, what What did I put in? I put percentage of New Hampshire on water. Percentage of SC on water. Public drinking water systems provide drinking water to approximately 78% of South Carolina. Oh, the water area. Oh, here we go. This is where it's getting hot here now. Here we go. There it is. South Carolina, you're 6.1. You have le- you you are more landlocked than Virginia. But nobody got Florida beat except for Hawaii and you know, they're an island. I don't know if this is because it's saying percent area that's water. I think this is including lakes. And I think rivers this might probably. be including like lakes and stuff. We need like what percent of the border is is water? Well, yeah. but you have to do that. In... Yeah, I guess you'd have to do it based on border. Yeah, this is what percentage is water covered. So. I mean, I just feel like it's we can just say that New Hampshire's not landlocked because it isn't. Because it's and not. I think it's I find it odd the people that are doubling down because they have a small shoreline. Which, by the way, it's a small shoreline, but they utilize all of it. It's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh man, New Hampshire. The water's freezing all year round, but it's beautiful. Um, so hey, thanks, Cajun. What did they steal? Did he say what they stole from him? Uh, it was like his shampoo and his deodorant and his toothpaste, because he didn't. They he he probably didn't. Oh, they stole his Coke Zeros. Yeah, I know that's. Oh yeah, and his Coke Zeros. Yeah. And oh, they and wanted to take his size shaving cream. Oh wow. Yeah, and they wanted to. It was his travel size shaving cream. I was gonna say they must have. They stole his Coke Zeros. Freaking. And the thing is, they steal it to throw it away. It's like the most disgusting thing. It's like uh, Bill de Blasio stealing all those dirt bikes and then breaking them. Anyway, um, 
So I've, we've established that New Hampshire is not landlocked. Here's the last question on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, non-landlocked anchor call-in moment. Hey, Matt and Spike, Josh McCoes here. I had an idea for a fundraiser Ooh, for sick. the LP convention in 2022. We could have a battle royale or battle Ooh, of wits sick. for the reigning title for the, of the realist libertarian. Each person could donate whatever Ooh, they wanted. Sick to the party as a registration fee for the event Ooh, sick. this would be a great yeah. fundraiser lots Ooh, of fun sick. and would settle the question Ooh, every two years who is the realist Ooh, libertarian i don't know whatever was in there i'm not listening i don't stop saying Usik. that sounded like it was one of those when you download audio from um when you download audio from uh like one of those pay sites and they just constantly have their name going through it that was from Usik audio Usik audio yeah Usik audio i don't even know what he said i don't <laughs> i don't even know what he said nor do i care so uh, something about a uh, a fundraiser competition uh, battle royale, if you will, for who is the realist libertarian. That's great. Well, the realist libertarian never says Usyk. So right there, you're disqualified, as am I. Um, the realist libertarian never would compete in something like that. That's also true. Yeah. The, some of the realist libertarians I know like to say things like, I don't like calling myself a libertarian because I don't like to be labeled. And it's like, oh, well, then you're probably the most libertarian. Um so I can tell you who's not a libertarian, and that is the military-industrial complex that, oh, I want to say it, but I can't, I can't. Type it, and I'll say it. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I didn't, I mean, I, I would never type anything like that. I would never type anything Uh. But anyway, uh, so on August 29th, uh, the U.S. sent a Predator drone to attack an, what they believe to be uh, an ISIS-K facilitator, uh, but they took out nine civilians in the attack, seven of whom were uh, were children. But they were qu- claiming that the that one of those uh, one of those ten uh, was a uh, ISIS-K facilitator. Right. Um. Just go ahead. Okay. Uh, on Friday, the Pentagon admitted pe- people listening to audio are just going to be like, "What? What the hell is happening here?" Right. Um, thank you for listening on Anchor, everybody, or your yes, favorite podcasting. You. Um. Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, on Friday, the Pentagon admitted that we uh, admitted to what we all already knew. Um, and stated that Zamari Amadi had no affiliation with ISIS-K. Meaning that ten, the 10 people that they killed had absolutely no affiliation with a terrorist organization and right. that the U.S. just murdered, straight murdered 10 people in a retaliatory attack. Yeah. And it's funny because they keep referring to it as a retali- retaliatory strike against ISK, 
uh, for the bombing that killed 13 U.S. Marines and what several, uh, well over 100 uh, Afghan civilians earlier in the month. But what they they say, you know, in this in this retaliatory strike, we didn't kill any ISK. In other words, it wasn't a retaliatory strike. You killed innocent people. And when you look at the images that that were that the videos that were being shown and that and no doubt what they were looking at when they were deciding to kill them, it was people filling water bottles. Like there was no reason to think. Uh, and if they had done any kind of research on them, they had all applied for uh, U.S. asylum as aid workers. Yeah, that's who they killed. Now. Anyone who's been in the Liberty Movement since 2008 yep. will remember that. Um, you may have some flashbacks because of this, because of what is happening in Afghanistan right now, to, to a specific GOP debate where uh, this exact thing was di discussed. Now, before this happened, before this 2008 event, the subject of blowback had never really been talked about or explained uh, on a stage of any size. Much yeah, certainly less the, uh, not. On, there were references to it in national media from occasional people, but nothing on this scale before. And before we show this video, I'm sorry, I, I have to apologize about the length. It's about three and a half minutes long, but that's because everybody should be reminded of everything that was said here because it was a very important moment uh in the liberty movement and in um and in the anti-war movement the uh party has lost its way because the uh conservative wing of the republican party always advocated a non-interventionist foreign policy senator robert taft didn't want to be in nato uh, George Bush won the election in the year 2000 campaigning on a uh, humble foreign policy. No uh, nation building, no policing of the world. Republicans were elected to end the Korean War. The Republicans were elected to end the Vietnam War. There's a strong tradition of being anti-war uh, in the Republican Party. It is the constitutional position. It is the advice of the founders to follow a non-interventionist foreign policy. Stay out of entangling alliances. Be friends with countries. Negotiate and talk with them and trade with them. Just think of the tremendous improvement uh, relationships with Vietnam. We lost 60,000 men. We came home in defeat. Now we go over there and invest in, in Vietnam. So there's a lot, of, a lot of merit to the advice of the founders and following the Constitution. And my argument is that we shouldn't go to war so carelessly. When we do, the wars don't end. Congressman, you don't think that changed with the 9-11 attacks, sir? What changed? the non-interventionist policies. No, non-intervention was a major contributing factor. Have you ever read about the reasons they attacked us? They, they attack us because we've been over there. We've been bombing Iraq for 10 years. We've been in the Middle East. I think Reagan was right. We don't understand the irrationality of Middle Eastern politics. So right now we're building an embassy in Iraq that's bigger than the Vatican. We're building 14 permanent bases. What would we say here? 
here if China was doing this in our country or in the Gulf of Mexico. We would be objecting. We need to look at what we do from the perspective of what would happen if somebody else did it to us. Are you suggesting we invited the 9-11 attacks, sir? I'm, I'm suggesting that we listen to the people who attacked us and the reason they did it. And they are delighted that we're over there because Osama bin Laden has said, I am glad you're over on our sand because we can target you so much easier. They have already now, since that time, have killed 3,400 of our men, and I don't think it was necessary. Congressman? I believe very sincerely that the, that the CIA is correct when they teach and, and talk about blowback. When we went into uh, Iran in 1953 and installed the Shah, yes, there was blowback. Uh, the reaction to that was the taking of our hostages, and that persists. And if we ignore that, we ignore that at our own risk. That if we think that we can do what we want around the world and not incite hatred, then we, then we have a problem. They don't come here to attack us because we're rich and we're free. They come and they, they attack us because we're over there. I mean, what would we think if, we were, uh, if other foreign countries were doing that to us? And that, so uh, the part that I cut out there was Rudy Giuliani, uh, because it was, Ron Paul said what he said, and then Rudy Giuliani uh, had had a short rebuttal, and then Ron Paul had a chance to uh, speak again. And in it, he said, as somebody who's lived through September 11th, um, I, I don't, I can't believe, of all the idiot ideas I've ever heard about what cause 9-11 i can't believe somebody would say that it was us and i would like for the congressman to have a chance to withdraw his statement um it's longer than that but that's the gist of it um he, and he basically the second said part, he, he basically said 9-11 that's basically what he did basically basically what he said um and <clears throat> but he said that was his response. And Ron Paul did not back down. He dug his heels in and he continued to stand up for what we all know is true. Had the U.S. not continually been interfering in other nations, there is a good chance that that wouldn't happen. And they sold us on, they sold a lot of us um, on, they hate us for our freedoms. Yep. They hate us, you know, they hate us because we're free. They hate us because we have freedom of religion and uh, we don't have to just worship one God. Uh, they hate us because we can uh, live our lives and we don't have to cover our bodies. Like they don't care about that. They don't and they've them. never they've never said that. They've said that those things are bad. They've said that the West is, you know, full of heathens and, and that, you know, it's lost its way and that the only way forward is the is the path of Allah and all of that stuff. But they say the same thing about more westernized Muslims. That's not why they attacked anyone. They say why they attack people. They've straight up said why they, why and, and attack's the wrong word. They said why they've retaliated. We're talking about retaliatory strikes. I got news for you, and this is a tough one. Sending a plane after the Pentagon is much more of an accurate retaliatory strike after decades of the Pentagon invading and destabilizing and bombing their countries. It's far more of an accurate retaliatory action than the U.S. government in retaliation to a bombing uh, going and killing 10 civilians 
that they had no reason to believe weren't civilians. So that's the reality of that. And yes, there were many innocent people that got caught up in 9-11 in those attacks. And if it were the other way around, the U.S. military would call that collateral damage. And that's the problem. This back and forth is only going to just lead to more people dying. And the second that we say, no, this has to end, we're going to end the aggression that caused the blowback, which as Ron Paul said, that is a CIA-derived term, blowback, actions from retaliatory actions as a result of U.S. foreign policy, we can begin the process of healing. It's not going to be immediate, but we can let people over there know we're not doing this anymore. And if you would like us to be at peace, let's be at peace. Let's both just set a blank, uh, a blank slate now and let's stop doing this. And that's going to go a lot further than continuing this nonsense. It's going to do a lot more to, to stabilize the region than to kill 10 civilians. What do you think their right. surviving family members are going to do? If I, if, I, if I knew that the only group that was actually fighting against the U.S. were, were groups like ISIS and the Taliban, the Haqqani Network, Al-Qaeda, uh, if, I, if that's what I knew was that those are the groups fighting back, then I would say, okay, great, then I'm going to go join them or at least support them because they're the only people fighting back. Even if I don't agree with them, even if I'm not a, a radical fundamentalist, I still they're the only ones that are fighting back against this. So it's the greatest recruitment tool that terrorist groups have jumping ahead um sorry now next, <laughs> just skipping right on it uh so that was that was 2008 we're what 15 13 13 years later 13 yes. years later and we've got the next generation of pauls in the um in congress and you know yeah. this is like where this is the paul where the 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 liberty was a little watered down it's a little little watered down um but still has some of the talking points right uh especially when he was questioning secretary blinken during the senate hearings about afghanistan the guy the biden administration droned was he an aid worker or an isis k operative uh the administration is of course reviewing that uh that strike uh and i'm sure that a you know, full assessment will be will be forced. So you don't know if it was an aid worker or an ISIS K operative. Uh, I can't speak to that, and I can't speak to that in this setting in any event. So you don't know or won't tell us. Uh, I don't. I don't know because we're, we're reviewing it. Well, see, you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a predator drone whether he's an aid worker or he's an ISIS K. See, the thing is, is this isn't just you. It's been going on for administration after administration. The Obama administration droned hundreds and hundreds of people. And the thing is, is there is blowback to that. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I see these pictures of these beautiful children that were killed in the attack. If that's true and not propaganda, if that's true, guess what? Maybe you've created hundreds or thousands of new potential terrorists from bombing the wrong people. So you've got to know who you We can't sort of have an investigation after we kill people. We have an investigation before we kill people. We've got plenty of bombs. We can bomb almost anything we want from anywhere in the world. Maybe we should have bombed the helicopters and the planes that we left behind. I mean, even though you said you didn't know any of this and was all surprised, once they took all of our stuff, we should have said you got 20 minutes to get out of it because we're going to blow it all up. Then you would have sent a message of strength. Instead, we bombed somebody who we're not sure whether it was an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative. See, that's not, a, that's not sending a signal of strength. And in the end, there will be more blowback from it. If you killed an aid worker on accident... 
I mean, do you think we're better off because of that? You really could have acted in a position of strength, but you could have made the basic decision, that the basic fundamental decision that, that really ruined the whole thing for you was a, a military decision to abandon Bagram Air Force Base before, before you left, before the Americans were out. And he's not and he's not wrong. He's right. He's right. He's right. You could have been like, well, hey, we're going to go blow up the planes and stuff. So get out. Because that would have hurt them more. Then here's the problem, though. And this is where it is. We often even libertarians, we often I even very often fall into the trap of going, look at what these idiots did. ISIS or the CIA, I'm sorry, I repeat myself. The CIA has been at least as recently as late 2017 was known to be giving uh, shipments of weapons to what is now known as ISK. The U.S. is currently working with the Saudi government, the epicenter of the financing for uh, radical Islamic terrorism, the Saudi government and Al Qaeda to engage in a war of genocide against the people in Yemen uh, because in, in order to try to weaken the position of Iran in the Gulf region. The U.S. government is actively working with terror groups. So when we say something like, well, what a stupid move to arm the Taliban like that, was it or did they intend to do that? Is there a part of the U.S. military industrial complex that thinks, well, the Taliban will at least keep Iran reined in because they, they're, they're radical Sunnis and Iran is Shia? This is what they do. And then when those weapons are inevitably used against innocent people, we go, oh, I can't believe this happened. It, it's, it is at this point, after decades of this, starting in the 50s and moving all the way up to at, as recently as now, we can't anymore say, well, they're, 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 this is stupid. They're doing actions that are hurting, that are helping the terrorists. What a stupid, it's not a stupid action. It's what they, it's clearly what they want. It's also dumb because I think the reasons for doing it are stupid, but they want this to happen. They want the terrorists to be armed. They're literally arming the terrorists. So after 20 years in Afghanistan, um, the, the amount of blowback that we are going to see can't even be possibly comprehended at this point. They've got the, the technology that they have received from us uh, has gotten so much better. The amount of money yep. that they receive. One of the things that I cut out of that video, um, just because time, uh, was about the $80 million or whatever it is that they were giving to the Taliban. And uh on the understanding that they won't do anything mean with it. Like we'll give you this $80 million, but you can't go out and be mean. You can't do anything. We don't approve. You're not going to get the money back. Yep. Like if you give them the money, they are going to do whatever they want with it. It, you have zero control over it. So instead of, as uh, Rand Paul says uh, in that thing, uh, putting good money after bad, use that money for something else to try to fix some of the issues that have been created. His recommendation of blowing up the planes and the helicopters. I'm, sure. I, I'm good with that. Yeah, Do no, it. sure. It's, 
Yep. It's our stuff. Go blow it up. Yep. So they can't use it. Totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets nobody gets injured. Nobody gets murdered. It's just our stuff being blown up so nobody else can use it. Totally okay with that. But now we have a situation where you've got 20 years of Afghanistan and then to close it out in retaliation for 13 Marines being killed. You killed 10 people who had nothing to do with the 13 Marines that were killed. Yep. All 10 of those people have family members, you know, cousins, brothers, aunts, whatever, uh, just tons of family, tons of friends who are now mad that the U S did this. And like Spike said earlier, when he jumped ahead, um, they can all, they all know who to support. They're not going to support the people that killed their family. Yep. They're going to support the people who are against those people. The enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. Yep. And, and the fact, if they even find out that the U.S. government is arming these groups and that that's what the U.S. government wants them to do in order to justify this constant, you know, this constant endless war that, you know, benefits the central bankers and the military industrial complex, I'm not sure they'd even care. They'll say, great, then they're killing the people that killed us. I don't even care why they're doing it. They're at least fighting back. And nor do I think they'll ever, I, I don't think a lot of them have the same level of access to uh, to you know, news at the at the you know immediate social media level that a lot of us do. So even if they ever do find out, and if they do, I mean, think about how much access we have to it, and yet the vast majority of Americans don't even know because they can't be bothered to find out. So you know, someone living in Afghanistan who just lost their family in a drone strike, I, I don't think they'd care if they did find out, and I don't think they'll ever know. Um, you know, this is there are going to be the reactions to this type of an atrocity, and that's what it is. It's going to vary between people and administrations. Uh, the worst possible variance, the, 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 definitely the incorrect reaction, is how Jem Psaki and Biden have responded to this. Um, she said, uh, uh, she told reporters uh, yesterday, as a human being, as a president, as someone who has overseen loss in a variety of scenarios, both as a leader and personally, his reaction is, it is a tragedy. Is he talking about his kids? Yes. And this is like, this is not the first time that Biden has done this um, or the administration has done this. This isn't the first time Boris Johnson has done this for Biden. Like in the wake of tragedy, this administration and Biden, uh, especially Biden, um, has invoked the name of the people in his past who have tragically passed on, whether it was the car accident back in the 70s or, you know, Bo, uh, what was that, 2015, uh, 2016, 2015, whenever that was. Um, right. He, he has invoked the name of these people during tragedies. And I feel bad for him that he's had to deal with these things. But this is not what this is not what you need to be bringing up right now. When you are talking to the family of the 13 Marine families that died in that last attack in Afghanistan, uh, cutting them off to say, I understand because Bo, 
that's not a direct quote, but you know, I summarized it. Uh, yeah. That is not the correct way to handle that. When you are in Britain and you are talking with uh, Boris Johnson about a teenage motorcyclist who was killed by a CIA agent traveling on the wrong side of the road, talking about your your daughter and your ex your your former wife who died in a car accident, not the right time to bring this up. And again, we I. I feel, and I'm certain Spike does too, uh, feels for Biden. Like nobody should have to endure those yeah, things. Yeah, no, it's a terrible thing that happened, absolutely. Right. But, and it possibly, like something like this could just possibly be a sign of his age or the fact that he's not letting go of these tragedies. And both of which understandable. Like I'm not, I'm not faulting him for that. I am faulting him for how he is bringing it up, when he is bringing it up. And how he is trying to connect with people who are going through so much grief right now by saying, oh, yeah, I get it. I went through it with my kid. Well, especially when putting aside the fact that he actually lies when he talks about what happened to his his uh, his former wife and his kids. Um, he, he claims that the truck driver that hit them was, you know, was drunk and that it was his fault. It was actually ruled to be a mistake that his a former wife made which doesn't make it any less tragic that they died but now here he is slandering the name of some of the survivor who's who actually was the victim of an accident he just didn't die because he was in a truck and um and now he's being blamed for it uh by one of the most powerful people on earth uh now the most powerful per- or arguably the most powerful person on earth is continuing to blame him uh for this uh this tragic thing that was actually the fault of 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 his former wife driving put put that aside imagine if someone murdered your family and then they said to you hey listen i know what loss is like i lost my family in a tragic accident that's terrible why did you murder my family like what what does that have to do you committed murder keep in mind because a lot of times when we're talking about this people go well, you know, it was an accidental. No, no, it wasn't. They had no reason to think that these folks were terrorists. They went ahead and did it anyway. This is murder. If we were looking, if you and I, you being whoever's watching this right now, and me, we were looking for someone who had committed a murder. And then we found some people who were filling water bottles with their kids so we killed all of them no one would be saying oh well you know in the heat of the moment and the, the fog of war no, they'd say they're murderers they're mass murderers it's disgusting what they did whatever intention they had look at the tragedy they caused they need to suffer and pay and yet it's seen as absurd to even consider the possibility that biden should be punished in any way for this that his administration should be punished in any way for this. That previous administration should be punished when they did these things. Trump did it. Obama did it. Bush did it. Clinton did it. Bush one did it. Reagan did it. They've all done stuff like this. Why aren't they being tried for war crimes? Because they'd certainly do it to other heads of state of smaller governments if they did similar things. So why, why are we not having that conversation? They, I mean, and they would also call for it for heads of state in in here smaller poorer countries yeah well in america like in america like biden if if it was trump that did it 
Biden would be calling for, you know, for him to be impeached, for him to be kicked out, for anybody that was involved in it to be fired. The fact, and Trump, you know, same thing now. Same thing now. DeSantis would say the same thing now about Biden. But if DeSantis did it, it would he would just be like, well, no, that's just something that happens. And right. that is the stuff that needs to end. That needs to end. They need to be held accountable. And And I understand that this is going to sound mildly callous, and it's very, very specific to Biden. But when people are looking for answers on why their children were murdered, because of something you did, they don't care that your child died. Nope. That doesn't matter because their child died two weeks ago at the time. Uh, it's been about a month now, I believe. Um, their child is dead. Don't try to connect with them on that. That is when you need to shut the hell up, yep. listen, and try to come up with anything to say to make them feel better. That's not, I understand what you're going through because Bo. Yep. Now, what needed to be said was that whoever was responsible, uh, or in all honesty, it's going to be that person's scapegoat. It's... I mean, it's not going to be the person responsible. It's going to be somebody who's no. going to get scapegoated into it with the promise of a uh, good private industry job. Um, will be released from their post, but instead what Saki said uh, was that the president has overseen laws personally and that we, we, bringing all of us into this mistake, uh, need to learn from what happened. No, we learned from what happened a long time ago. We, 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 bringing all of us into it, uh, have been talking about it for a very long time. And just the fact that you're a Democrat doesn't mean that you get a pass. You need to stop murdering people in other countries. Yep. Stop committing murder. And then maybe there won't be the blowback, which is the whole point. Because this is going to happen and it's going to affect us far more than them okay far more people who were not part of the military industrial complex died on 9-11 very few actual members of the military industrial complex died on 9-11 and certainly none of the main people died on 9-11 i mean there were some like you know low and mid-level people in the in the military maybe some moderate level high command but like the the head of centcom wasn't killed the president wasn't killed the the defense secretary wasn't killed it was mostly civilians airplane airplane passengers and some low to middle level people in that complex in the in the military industrial complex that's it and the thing is they were fine with that because they wanted us collectively to feel the same pain and fear that they feel. It was only a secondary goal to actually go after the main people. The main goal was make us scared, make us feel what they feel. Uh, 
it also was to 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 goad us into going and invading their country and doing all this stuff that that our military has ended up doing because they knew it would help them recruit new people to join them. They also want endless war. It's this, it's this very interesting relationship between terror groups and the military industrial complex. They both want the same thing. They both want endless war because they profit from it. And you know, there's going to have to be a clean break from this and it's going to have to come from us because if they stop doing it then the u.s military industrial complex will declare victory and just ramp up the bombings and they know that and and they don't want to stop it's going to have to come from the american people saying nope enough already we're not doing this anymore and the wars bring the troops home let everyone know we're not going to be doing this interventionism anymore and Just so I don't disillusion anybody, the blowback's going to happen because the military-industrial complex, yep. the military-industrial complex that the Jorgensen campaign feared we defend and not get support from if we were too explicitly anti-war, because you know they were worried about losing that three percent. Um, no offense. Um, no offense. None taken. Because the military-industrial complex. Uh, doesn't can't let that happen uh so we will get blowback and you know who's not going to be affected by it any of the people making the decisions now instead it's going to be the regular taxpayers uh just living his life like you know the 10 people in afghanistan on august 29th or the people who were going to work on september 11th or the people who are on the plane uh united uh, United 882, United 182, the, the plane that they took down. I don't remember the number. Um, oh, Flight 93? Flight 90, United 93. Yeah, Flight 93. Yeah. Um, it's going to be people just living their lives that are going to be affected by this. And then that person's death or those people's deaths will be used by the same people who are making this decision to rob you of more freedoms in their name that's how we got the patriot act that is how all of this covid stuff has gotten to where we are today yep all of that is because they are doing it somebody in the comments uh said uh cajun fear is the rally cry of the tyrant james madison yep that is what they are doing they are using fear to get you to comply and they did it for the patriot act they're doing it now and now they have the playbook and they know that it works and they will continue to use it in the name of fear and in the names of people that truly are dead because of government. Yep. The only thing that we have to, that we should be fearing is what happens if we allow them to continue along this path. Um, that's the only thing that, that should bring fear to us. Because it's only going to get worse and we have to take a stand. And that's why, you know, we're, we're at this point, this is why I'm saying everything is a, uh, is a, like a quote unquote hill to die on. Um, at, at any point that government is saying we're going to push forward on this, there needs to be a pushback and, a, and, and not just lawsuits, not just, um, you know, people uh, that are, you know, lobbying to uh, replace the politicians who are pushing for the, all of that is good as well. We should be doing all those things. 
Um, but we also there also needs to be a level of civil disobedience as well. And that's a personal decision for each individual to take. I'm not going to tell you, you have to disobey this. You have to, I'm going to make you disobey. Whatever. Everyone has to decide what they are able to and comfortable with taking the risk of doing. But the reality is that is ultimately, it is a, it is a people that say, no, we're not doing this anymore. That is what ends up ending tyranny is when people, enough people, it doesn't even have to be a majority, doesn't even have to be a large minority, three to 5%, just saying, no, not doing that. Um, so that is uh, that is the show. Actually, real quick, real quick uh, there was a there was a question in the comments that I wanted to address. Jacob Helzer, uh, can we talk about the push from the FDA to use the WHO to outlaw kratom on an international level? Uh, so I've heard about this story. I've heard about this story. I have looked into this story. I am not sure how big of a threat this actually is. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but the reason that this show exists is because I started fighting for Kratom legalization here in Florida, um, or because I wanted Kratom to remain legal. Um, right. I was fighting it against somebody trying to ban it. Uh, and I have been involved in the FDA fights in the past on Kratom here. Um, and with many of my contacts that I've made in the Kratom in uh, botanical industries, uh, not many of them are afraid of this because the WHO could say we're going to ban it internationally, uh, but that would cripple so many countries, uh, so many countries uh, on an economic standpoint because that is their largest uh, export. So for them to do that would be massive, would be massive especially for a drink or a botanical or a, a, a powder a, however however you ingest it even though it's not safe for human consumption um however you ingest it uh however it is it is a botanical that people can use to help with pain that can help with um add and i'm not a doctor so i really shouldn't be saying this but i'm also not in business anymore um but it 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 can help out with a lot of issues without a lot of the side effects that you're going to get from the medical drugs uh that you could get in its place so right i don't think that it's that big of a deal as of yet uh i have been keeping my eye on that story and if if we need to do an episode about it or if you know we need to talk to anybody uh we are more than happy to do so but I do not believe that that is something that anybody needs to worry about. Uh, but if it does become anything, trust me, you're going to know about it from us. You definitely will. I'm also having a hard time. Um, finding anything about it? Yeah, I'm finding anything about specifically the ban on, on the, them pushing for. I keep hearing references to them doing it, but I'm not finding any first sources. There was a link that was being a, a few people went to saying uh, that was from uh, hold on one second uh, from statnews.com but they've pulled that article um, yeah. so I, I, I am not I, I, so I've heard about it and like the, I saw the petition but before I even signed the petition I was going to look into it and it did nothing about it seemed all that uh, reliable to me 
And yeah. I've talked to a couple of people I know at the American Kratom Association or people who used to work for the AKA and uh, figure out exactly how real of a threat this is. And a lot of them did not seem to be concerned in any real way. Yeah, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing rumors and I saw one article, repeated links from other second sources to the article saying, yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing it. I don't think it's a, it's a legit thing yet, or at least there's nothing that's, per, that's, I, there's nothing here that's like a smoking gun showing they're actually doing it. If they're doing it, it's behind closed doors because it's not actually happening or it's not, they're not announcing it. Either, either that or the FDA went and said something about it and they just went, no, we're not going to, we're not going to ban something internationally just because the former head of the FDA has former company has a patent on Mitrogen speciosa uh, synthetic. Right. We're not going to do. And that's the crazy thing about this. Anytime they talk about it, it seems to be universal from the scientific community, from the medical community, from users, from ever, that are like, this would be the stupidest thing. You would see an increase in suicides. You'd see an increase in opioid addiction. You'd see an increase in, um, uh, in overdoses from the, the heroin epidemic. Like this is one of the most effective step downs from the heroin epidemic and the, and the opioid epidemic. Uh, and a very brief reading that it has many of the similar effects, um, uh, similar effects that opioids have, uh, even at higher levels, except it doesn't create the antagonist that leads to uh, that leads to heart issues, which are one of the more, most common causes of the uh, overdoses. So it's just there's not like actually, yeah, suspected push for global kratom ban. Yeah, this there's not a there's not yeah. a thing here. But anyway, the, the we will continue article, to follow that. The only article that I read because uh, I just found it online. The only article I read about it. Um, saying that it was actually happening was from marijuanamoment.net. And while I'm yeah. not saying that they did not do their due diligence when writing that article, it did not come off to me who reads a lot of articles as an article that was researched properly. Yeah. And, and the, the more recent articles I'm seeing now, everyone is saying, suspected push to, to ban it. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. It is something very close to us, uh, near and dear to our hearts. Um, so uh, we have a very interesting week. Tomorrow is my fellow Americans, uh, and I will be, I already interviewed Maurice Shema, uh, who is with the Marshall Project. He's an expert on the death penalty, and we are going to, uh, you're going to see our, we're, we're going to be live streaming the interview that was already recorded of that but i'm also going to be traveling uh because we're headed to kentucky on thursday we are doing a rally in russell kentucky for the russell convalescent home for those who have followed my social media you know all about the story if you haven't go on over to my social media and find out about the story basically long, long too long didn't read version is uh, the city government of Russell is trying to use eminent domain to seize a convalescent home, scatter all of its uh, residents who've been living together as a family for uh, some of them for over 20 years into low cost facilities across the state. And in some cases, most probably all cases, put them in state run facilities so they can demolish this 
their home and replace it with a parking lot. Uh, oh, and a green space and a park. Um, a, 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 a farmer's market, a green space, and a, and a parking lot. Uh, and it just so happens that uh, one of the, the, the city attorney owns two businesses across the street. The city government building is directly across the street. Uh, the mayor's family owns a large building uh, on the other side of the convalescent. It's, it, they're, they're taking, I don't want to infer any wrongdoing. You know, I certainly don't want to get sued for slander. Uh, but I will say that they all just happen possible probable coincidence they all happen that they're going to benefit greatly from removing from basically stealing this property with eminent domain we're going there to rally against it russell kentucky 407 ferry street in uh in russell kentucky at the convalescent home at 4 p.m and then at 6 30 we're literally walking across the street to the city government building and when i say the street it's like a two-lane street it's like we are walking from here to there over there and we are going to speak at their city council meeting. Uh, we are making sure that the sheriff is there so that the city police don't stop us from talking like they typically do at their city council meetings. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow, uh, or, or doing that on Thursday. And then also on Thursday at 8 is the is the writer's block. And uh, who is your guest for the writer's block? I'm very curious now. Um, because my guest is Randall Daniel. chair of the libertarian party kentucky yeah what a coincidence <laughs> weird um so I'm, I'm very curious as to uh if you guys are doing all that on thursday if he will be i there. don't know that he's going honestly i don't know that he's going to be there but he might we might be doing it live we might be doing the show he might be streaming in from the uh from the city council meeting I mean, it, it would be that time. It, it yeah. you know, the city council. What it's at six thirty. Is that six thirty uh, central? Six thirty. No, Eastern? no, no. It's it's six. Yeah, it's Eastern. It's uh, it's uh, um, five thirty. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, they're Eastern. So it's 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 six thirty our time. They're not Eastern. Yeah, we are. We're Eastern. No, they're not Eastern. Eastern Kentucky is, yeah. Well, yeah, but oh, yeah, okay. That's not at the Capitol. I was like, the Capitol's not in that. I know where I've been there multiple times. But yeah, if they're in Eastern Kentucky, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're in Eastern um, Kentucky. They're they're along the the shoreline. They're like an hour and a half or two hours from like Cincinnati and Columbus, and and they're east of Lexington and Louisville and all that. So they're they're in that part of Kentucky that's on the Eastern time, but. And I don't like, I don't want to build up my interview with Randall Daniel too much. Um, I'm certain it's going to be a fantastic interview. Uh, he's a wonderful person. I've seen him on multiple podcasts and he's a great interview. Um, but my opening question to Randall Daniel could potentially make the rest of the interview the most awkward thing you've ever seen. Okay. It's going to be great. Okay. That's it's going great. to be so good. That's yeah. good. And it'll be at the city council meeting too. So there'll be additional drama. And immediately like th this question could force this interview to end immediately. Okay. I can't yeah, wait I'm to so hear excited. what it is. <laughs> You're not going to believe what Matt's about to ask the chair of the Libertarian <laughs> Party Kentucky on Thursday. 
That's good stuff. So then on Friday, uh, I will be in Minnesota to help uh, kick off the Travis Bull Johnson for Congress campaign there in western uh, Minnesota. Actually, we're going to be in West Fargo, North Dakota. uh, So Friday and Saturday, we'll be doing events all day long. Uh, If you go to uh, Bull Johnson for MNO7, let me just put that in the comments. Bull Johnson for MNO7. You can see all the different events we're doing, and you can register right there. Um, and uh, and then on Friday uh, at is it what what time is it nine thirty? Nine thirty. Friday at nine thirty is uh, Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo, where Noel and Nullick will be doing their wonderful thing that they do. Then join us next Monday uh, for oh man, there's all sorts of stuff. So uh, join us for uh, at eight p.m. for the uh for jason lyon uh with mr america the bearded truth uh and then join us right back here next tuesday same muddy place same muddy time um next monday jason has joe garcia joe garcia coming on his show to talk about police reform oh yeah so so make sure you tune into that it's going to be a great episode uh with uh jason lyon and joe garcia um and yeah, absolutely. So, so Joe is the is the chair of the Libertarian Party of North Carolina. He's almost he's also a former NYPD cop who is now uh, a very active advocate for policing reform based on the things he saw when he was a cop that that gave him a crisis a crisis of conscience. That, that's going to be a really really good episode. Um, and then join us right back here next Tuesday, same muddy place, same muddied time, for another fantastic episode. Of the money waters of freedom matt if you uh if the people watching this were to try to find us on the, the internet there would that even be possible and if so how you know it would actually be possible to find us on the internet all one would have to do is head over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters yes where you can subscribe anchor you can subscribe subscribe to us to get exclusive content from anchor subscribe hey, hey do it yes go okay subscribe. you can also leave us messages that we will play live on the air yes every day every and then we'll yeah. do the muddy zoom where we do the zoom call every month and then people can watch That's right give us money you will also get you will also get a coupon code for ten percent off at the Muddied Waters oh, store. Yeah, you get a coupon code if you. You can you could spend even more money with us, but less so than what other people would be paying when they go to the store. When they go to the <laughs> store, at hold on, they go to the store at muddywatersmedia.com/store and buy all this stuff at the store. Or you can find us at you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. 
Well, that is amazing, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. And uh, I hope that's a threat to eat your salmon. It is. So I had a biometric scan today, and apparently I made a mistake by sharing that with Sarah because now she's worried about my cholesterol. So she made salmon, which I'm a, like, I love salmon, but now I'm worried that I shared too much information with a Jewish woman. A bio inf- inter- inform- bio what? Bio- biometric scan. Like your eyeballs? No, like my blood work and like they did my blood work and my weight and like calculated all this stuff. Is that called a biometric scan now? According to Humana, yes. I thought biometric scans were like, like, I don't know. I'm thinking a biometric security scan. Yeah, like a blood yeah. panel. We used to just call that a blood panel. A biometric scan, dear Lord. I didn't know what it used to be called because I tried not to ever get one because I figured that something like this would happen. And Listen, let the agricultural Semite take care of you and give you the finest foods and help get your your whatever down. Your, your, Tell I me your I can't have as much cheese and I'm already upset by this. I am already upset by this. Well, if you were eating kosher, then, you know, that would be fixing that problem. Trust me when I say I'm eating kosher. Oh, I wish you hadn't said I don't. Like, no one wants to hear. any but Folks, thanks so much for tuning in uh, to this episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom. I'm so sorry that we ended that way but we still love you and where we're going we don't need roads kosher